I decree and God agrees. I am a soul winner. I am a contagious Christian. I positively influence and encourage everyone around me. I am a disciple maker. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church influences Sadek. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church fulfills her calling for this season. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church has all the resources to meet the community's needs. We receive God's favor and man's favor. We have compassionate care for the needy. Constant prayer is our lifestyle. We bear much fruit. We are givers. We heartily worship God with our possessions. Christ's redemptive purpose is accomplished in Sadek. We see a thousand churches established in our lifetime. Sadek, the Lord God is your God. You belong to God. I say, in Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you that even as we study your word tonight, you minister to us by your spirit. Lord, I make it known to your children. I'm not trusting on my own human intellect, but I'm depending upon you, Spirit of God, to speak for the word with power and with anointing. And Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your word this day. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Shake a hand of somebody next to you. Tell them, I am the highly favored of the Lord. Let's open our Bibles and we turn to Galatians chapter 3, verse 10. Galatians 3 verse 10 says, For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Curse be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now we're talking about the blessing, about the blessing. Yeah, so this is part two tonight, the blessing. Now, if uh, there is a river here, right? And then uh, maybe from this, the edge of this uh, platform right up until the, the front row. Let's say it's just water, a river flowing right here. And then all of us, we are this side. And then we say that we need to jump the river, you know, jump and go into that other side. Yeah. And we come running. <laughs> we try. And the first one falls in here. Yeah. And then the second one says, now nah, we'll go further. <laughs> falls in here. Yeah. And then we come the third one. Yeah. <laughs> now my question is who has won? Eh? None won. Why? They all fell in the water. 
no one jumped across the river. Right? Now, the Bible says that for all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. When I rely on the works of the law, then the Bible says that I'm no longer under a blessing, but I am under a curse. Now, why? For, for it means because. It is written. What is written? Curse be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. So, if maybe I'm able to do only 10%, and then the other one is able to do 30%, and then the other one is able to do 70%, at the end of the day, all of them are under a curse. For the blessing to work, they have to go to 100%. Are you with me? Yeah. So, the Bible says that when we rely on the works of the law, that puts us under a curse. Why? Because you know, by our own human efforts, no one could do all the requirements of the law correctly. Now, if it was possible that we do all the requirements of the law, then there was no necessity of Jesus coming. Jesus came because we all fail. And then because we all fail, then we all were under a curse. Are you with me? Yeah. So why is it a curse? It's a curse because we are not able to fulfill the requirement to fulfill all things written in the book of the law and do them. So that puts us into a case. Now, uh, doing the requirements of the law is talking about our human efforts. You see, human efforts are limited. Human efforts can only take you thus far. And that is why when you rely on your human efforts, and you don't rely on what Christ has done, you, know, you are putting yourself under a curse. Human efforts, it says, you know, I will do this, I will do that, I will push this. You know, it's all your efforts. You know, I will pray more. You know, I will fast more. I will, you know, do what? You know, a... Uh, I, 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 will, uh, I will read the whole Bible more. I will, that's human efforts. And with human efforts, we cannot achieve anything from God. You see, human efforts is, it, it, when the moment 
I am doing, you know, with my, I am pushing with my own strength. You know, like Apostle Theo says that, that, you know, uh, faith is, you know, uh, 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 the law is you doing something for God. And faith is God doing something through you. These are two different things. So anything that I push with my own strength as human efforts. Yeah. But everything that I rely on God on, that God's doing it. And so the Bible says that human effort, you know, the law brings us into a curse. And so children of God make this mistake of relying on human efforts. You know, if maybe I never tell a lie. Yesterday there was a joke about you tell three things. One must be a lie and the other, you know, uh, must be true. And then all of us, we must detect which one is a lie and which one is the truth. Yeah. And so I say, you know, at least I never told any lie today. I must, but I must be doing good. That's human efforts. Now, does this mean that we should tell lies? No. But what we are getting at here is that you rely, you allow God to help you to be faithful. It is not you. Wait today, a global elamaka. Today, you know, today I am, you know, that's human efforts. And human efforts puts us always into under a case. Yeah. But when it's God doing it, it's a blessing. Now, didn't Jesus say that my yoke is easy and my burden is light? I always say this, that everything and anything that you find it hard to do, it's not Jesus' burden. When I want to do something, even if it's godly, eh? something, I have this burden, I have to do this. The moment it is hard to do, I've just picked up for myself a burden. I haven't, and I've laid down Jesus' burden. Because Jesus' burden is light. Jesus said that my, my, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Now, what makes it light is the anointing. You know, it is the anointing that is carrying it. So I always say that I don't want to do anything that I don't have the anointing for. Because when I do something or anything that I don't have anointing for, I will be carrying it with my own abilities. You see, brethren come up with great ideas always. Pastor, we need to do this. We need to do this. And then I always take it back to them. You sense the burden? You do it. Yeah. And no, no, Pastor. You know, you are, now I'm, I'm, you're giving me a burden to care. And then I don't, I don't have a, 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 an anointing for them. It's going to be burdensome. Yeah. Oh, say the pastor, you know, 
of a Tuleke stroke and, and died at age 50, whatever. And why is that? It's because the pastor took a burden that God did not give him. And so, I'm always, you know, sensitive to God that God, you know, I will do what, what you put in my heart to do and whatever. Even if it can be a great idea, as long as I don't have passion, I don't have burden for it, I don't want to carry it. Because it's going to weigh me down. It will be human efforts. And so, at times, it's a good thing to do, and maybe you have to treat it, treat it, you know, one way or the other. Uh, you sense maybe you are having a good burden, but uh, you are not doing it according to the way God instructed. And so, because of that, now it's no longer becoming, it's no longer a God's burden, a Jesus' burden. Now it's your burden. Because you're doing it your own way. And so, children of God, we are not supposed to die early. Yeah. We are not supposed to die early. We need to fulfill our days here on earth. Yeah. And we need to do. Now, if God puts in your heart to pray every night 12 o'clock. It's your burden. Don't involve me in it. <laughs> yeah? Or every time, now set a watch 12 o'clock, you know, I need to wake up. It's burdensome. I'm carrying it. It's not mine. Are you with me? If God gives you a burden that you, of course, every night, it's, a, it's a, a midnight, it's what? All night prayer. Every night, when it's, a, it's your burden. Don't come up here, Mazaloni. You know, we need to pray. You know, the devil, we need to pray. You know, so, you know, the Bible says that when a man slept, you know, and uh, the, the enemy came and sowed bad seed. You know, it's because we are sleeping. And the Bible says that the, the, the five visions, and the, they were sleeping when the bridegroom comes. So we need to uh, stay away. Look here, it's your bed. It's not my bed. My bed. Now, have you, have, you, have you prayed all night? Yes. Number of times I've prayed all night. You know, and, and so... It's easy when I have a burden. You know, when God wakes me up at night to pray, I enjoy it. Yeah. I just flow. You know, and it is God doing it. But I can't say, you know, every night I need to wake up at one o'clock. You know, but that's when I'm busy. So your program now is directed by Batubaut Swinyabusi. It's no longer directed by the Spirit of God. Are you with me? Yeah. You, you see, 
the devil pushes god leads what is of the devil he will put pressure how say you know this thing it will how say you know you have is the devil pushing you you know the devil does not worry does not bother whether you, which side of the fence are you as long as you are not in the middle of the road he just want to take you off the road whether you are off the road on this side or on that side whether we are on the side of not praying at all or you are on the un- side of uh, just praying you know abnormally yeah the extremes yeah as long as you are off the road he is happy are you with me and so uh, we need to carry the burden that God puts in our hearts and carry it you know so well you know when uh, God we can't say that okay now we are not going to pray because i don't feel like praying you will never ever feel like praying the devil make sure that you don't ever feel like praying yeah so you need to schedule time that i need to pray and how long should i pray you pray until you are satisfied how much water do you drink you drink as much as you're satisfied you have quenched the thirst you eat as much as you are filled and so now my clock is starting <laughs> so so the bible says now that cares be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them Now it is evident verse 11 that no one is justified before God by the law for righteous for the righteous shall live by faith can we say it again for the righteous shall live by faith so when you get into works you are out of faith might be good works but you're out of faith so we need that how how are we living our we are living our lives by faith but the law is not of faith rather the one who does them shall live by them Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law how did he do it by becoming a curse for us Christ fulfilled he jumped the river to the other side nobody else could do that but Christ did he jumped the river he went 100% he went over yeah he did it for us so that we will no longer now try to jump and you know uh, what he did his feet are here his hands is on the other side of the bank and then all that uh, so he's saying that don't try to jump just come to where Christ is and walk on Christ walk on Christ to the other side 
That's how he redeemed us. Yeah. So, our dependence on Christ is what gives us the victory. It's not by your own efforts, by your own works. Yeah. It is Christ working in us. Now, that is why in the Bible, the New Testament, the Bible says that Christ in us, the hope of all glory. Yeah, it's talking about we're able to do this through Christ. In Christ, this thing has happened. It's all about relying on Christ. Not relying on our human efforts. So he redeemed us uh, he be, by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone who is hanged on a tree. So he says, you know, uh, that signifies a curse. You see, that is why when the children of Israel were stung by, uh, were bitten by, by snakes, you know, God said that take the, po take the brazen, you know, snake, make a brazen, you know, a snake of bronze, put it on a pole, and then lift it up there. Anyone who is bitten, by this, if they just look, if they just face the direction of that, they are healed. Yeah. And that was a curse that was removing, you know, the, the, uh, it's not a sting, what is it? The bite and of, of a snake, you know, the poison of a snake, it is dead. That pole, brazen altar. I mean, brazen uh, snake, serpent on the pole. Thank you, Pastor. And so that removes. So, with us today, we are to look unto Christ, the author and the finisher of our faith. We read it this morning uh, that looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Uh, that your faith starts and finishes with Christ. Outside of that, it's no longer faith that qualifies us to before God. So, and somebody says, you know, living for, you know, living a Christian life is very difficult. And I say, it is not difficult. It is impossible. When you're doing it, by your own ability. Yeah, but when you rely on Christ, Christ helps you to live a holy life. He helps you to think right. He helps you to do the right thing. You know, you, our dependence must be on Christ. So, uh, going back to our scripture, verse 14, it says here, now that was, uh, the scripture that we read this morning. Verse 14 you know, says, so that now, why is everyone hang on and a Christ is, is Christ? So that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised spirit. How? Through faith. So God says here that Jesus took 
the curse for us, redeemed us from the curse of the law, so that in Christ Jesus, can you say in Christ Jesus? Now, what would happen? The blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. Now, who are the Gentiles? It's us, because we are not Jews of the flesh, according to the flesh. You know, we're Gentiles. So, uh, the blessing of Abraham was limited to the Jews. And now, God says that, I want that in Christ, now you are tapping into the blessing of Abraham. So now we are stepping into the blessing of Abraham because of Christ. What is the blessing of Abraham? That's what we need to be talking about. You know, what is the blessing of Abraham? It's the blessing that we are talking about. And this blessing of Abraham, God promised Abraham this blessing on credit, knowing very well that Christ would come and die. So now we are not getting it on credit, you know, but we are getting it fair and square as a child of God, that now God has destined that you should walk in that blessing. If that blessing could work for Abraham while it is on credit, how much more should and can the blessing work in our lives? since Christ came. Now, listen to this. It says it's through faith. Why? Because the just shall live by faith. So, anything that is not of faith, the Bible tells us it's sin. Whatever is not of faith is sin, right? Is it Romans 14? Whatever is not of faith, it's sin. In other words, it disqualifies us before God if it's not of faith. So what activates the blessing? It's faith. What will make the blessing work in your life? It's faith. If I don't believe in the blessing working, it will never work in my life. Just like a hungry person, you know, dying there, and then you come to that person and say, here is food. As long as the person does not open up his mouth and eat, even though he's in the midst of food everywhere, that person will, will die of starvation. Now, even though the blessing has been unleashed on us Christians. If we don't use our faith for the blessing, we will suffer like people who do not have the blessing. So faith is critical. At one time, you know, I was praying about something and then I was saying to God, God, what should I do here? Do I pray more or do I believe you more? And I was asking. And the answer, you know, to that is 
you know you believe God for more you know you 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 are totally sold out to the Lord that God I believe I believe this is what you're saying I believe it is so then we will we will embrace those testimonies that the Lord is talking about this the song that we were singing that do what you are famous for yeah? he's famous for that but it needs us to use our faith yeah, throughout this week I was telling Mr. Mabiba yeah, this song was just in my spirit and I also yesterday they played and so as we were going to uh, Bila Bila this morning I was just playing it over and over Rumas are we singing that song? Rumas? Yeah, we're not singing that okay. you know and it was you know, that uh, 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 you know I, I have there is a whisper you know it's a rumor that God is doing miracles and he says I have seen that I have experienced that you know and our he says evidence is everywhere you know that it's a good God he's doing miracles evidence beautiful so evidence is everywhere he says you know uh, what is the next line and he says I will start rumors of my own because you know I no longer hear or God is doing that but I have seen I've experienced it so I will start that rumor myself for you know our God is a good God and you know when when we we use our faith you'll have your own testimony the blessing will act, will actualize in your life you will see it you'll not not only read read about it or you know hear about it but you will begin to see it in your own life and so says that we might receive the promised spirit through faith so abraham's blessing let's turn now to uh, you know where are we turn into to gala to genesis chapter 12 Maybe let's look at chapter 11, verse 25, 27. You know, Genesis 11, verse 27. Now, these are the generations of Terah. Terah fathered Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran fathered Lot. Haran died in the presence of his father, Terah, in the land of his kindred, in Ur of the Chaldeans. And Abram and Haran and, and Nahor took wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Melchah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Melchah and Iscah. Now Sarai was barren. She had no children. Terah took Abram his son and Lord the son of Haran his grandson and Sarai his daughter-in-law his sons Abram's wife and they went 
fought together from all of the Chaldeans to go into the land of Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. They settled there. The days of Terah were, were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. Now, the following chapter, verse 1, chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. So they, where were they? They were in Haran. They moved. Terah took them from Ur to Haran. And Terah settled in Haran and died there. And now after his death, God now appears to his son, Abraham. And then he says to him, go from your country. Where your father has settled, go from there. And your kindred, your people, and your father's house to the land that I will show you. Now, you need to understand and unpack this verse. This verse is loaded. Ask yourself, well, why would God tell him to leave his country, his people, his father's house, to the land that God will show him. Yeah. Now, many years after this incident, here is Joshua. Joshua is about to die in the last book of Joshua, you know, and the last chapter of uh, Joshua. And he's about to die, and he's speaking to the children of Israel. Yeah. Let's go to Joshua 24, and uh, listen, verse 1, listen to what happened here. We'll come back to Genesis uh, 12. It says in uh, Joshua 24, verse 1, Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and summoned the elders, the heads, the judges, and the officers of Israel. And they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Long ago, he's telling them history, eh? or oh, this is what happened. Long ago, your fathers live beyond Euphrates. Now, who were their fathers? You know, it's Terah and his household. He says, Terah, the father of Abraham and of Nahu. And what happened? What were they doing there? They were serving other gods. So, what I want to highlight this last as a phrase, they served other gods. Now, uh, why do I want to highlight it? I want to highlight to show that Abraham's background was not a good background. He, was, he grew up in a family where they served other gods. They were idol worshippers. That's what they were doing. Yeah. So if your background is bad, you don't limit yourself to your background. Say, because, you know, my background is bad, so I have to, you know, uh, to fast 24, 24 months, you know, before my background can change. My, your background can be as bad as whatever. It's the same as the background there, Abraham. But what happened? 
That's where now we see what happened. God comes now in Genesis 12. It's going back uh, there. And in Genesis 12, God comes and he tells now Abraham. He says to him that go from your country. To highlight Leave this idol worship thing. You know, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. Now it says that I will make you a great nation and I will do what? I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. You see, it's God's desire to bless us. And not only to bless us, but to bless us to a point whereby we are a blessing. You know, never settle on the fact that your life is comfortable. You know, you need to go to a point whereby you are becoming a blessing to other people. Yeah. That you are so much blessed that you are becoming a blessing. So God, God says to Abraham, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. I'll bless you to a point whereby you will walk in the blessing and you will be a blessing. I'll make you into a great nation. And how many children did Abraham have and Sarai at this time, at this point? No one. But God says, I will make you know, of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great. His name was not great during this time. He was not great because he was in idol, idol worship. He was doing what everybody else was doing. So he was in the same case as everybody else. But God says, if you can live that lifestyle, if you can move away from that, you know what, I, I, I will... I will make you into a great blessing. I don't know, Mr. Wavi, but, you know, if you saw this this morning, you know, and I was, I was just thinking about it. There, there was a lantern that was passing us. I don't know if you noticed it as we were around Mopopo. And, and, and then we, we, you know, as we were turning, it's, you know, it had parked on the side. And there was more like an elderly lady who was outside and kneeling down. And she had the Kuboza, you know, eh? a certain segment. Pastor Luisa was there. She must have seen, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so, you know, about pass. And the gentleman was this side of the of the road, and then he was just looking at the, you know, at the phone. And then, and then, you know, this is what came to me because I looked at that. I know. You said it out three. It out three. It out three. Nya de imiso kolo imotuoko, bare. You have to get out. You know, the young man was driving for a Hey, 
it's a whatever, Nakita Nuekela Kako Hatzela, you know, keep her busy. Because it was in the middle of nowhere. But she was kneeling down, you know, probably speaking to her ancestors. But also, Kulisa. But we miss her playing, Nivia. And so, uh, so, you know, idol worship, ancestral worship, telling you, it will put you into a case. I know. I grew up in that. I grew up in that. And you will run. There won't be a time here, you know, uh, you get into a house, you have to be doing sacrifices, you have to be, hey. You buy a car, you, they must take it somewhere, you know, and those things, they are very good. But you ask yourself, and then it's like demo fashion, young people, hey, it's like everybody. Next time, we'll keep go, go, man, man. But, so, I guess it was the lifestyle that Abraham was in. And, you know, what happened is uh, God came and said that I want, to, I want to take you out of there. And I want to take you out of there. I want to put you into a life of, of blessing. Look here. When you trust God, it's a life of a blessing. And so, he says, I will make you of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And he says, I will bless those who bless you. And him who dishonors you, I will curse. Anyone who comes against you as you are blessed, and then he wants to bring you know, a curse upon you. He says, I will do, I, I, I will curse that person. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Verse 4, it's what activated the blessing in Abraham. What happened? And Abraham went. He obeyed the Lord. You know, he followed the Lord. He went as the Lord had told him. As he got instruction, the Lord told him, and he went. You know, and Lord went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And so he obeyed God, and he went. 
and followed the Lord, and that brought blessing upon his life. He was blessed. His animals were blessed. He had sevens and made seven. You know, that uh, one day his uh, you know, nephew was captured that he took his sevens and they went to war. Five kings. He fought against five kings and they won because the blessing was working in his life. And so, when the blessing works in our lives, yeah, it will just bring, you know, breakthroughs in our lives. So that is why the most important thing is to have the blessing working in our lives. That is the most important thing. You can take the whole world, but give me Jesus. Give me the blessing. I'm fine with the blessing. The blessing will work for us. The blessing will fight our battles. The blessing will propel us. The blessing will work wonders for us. Now, it would be stupid of Abraham to leave his people and he followed the Lord and he started to play about the blessing. And that's unfortunately what happens with a number of Christians. God saves them. They get out of the well and, and, and they come into the kingdom of God. And when they are in the kingdom of God, it's like they are playing games. They are not following the Lord all the way. Stop using their faith. You know, they just becoming mediocre. You know, they're not pursuing this blessing fully you know, in the Lord. And what happens? You know, it's like they don't see a change in their lives. They don't see transformation. They don't see breakthroughs. And now they start to blame God. God, why am I not blessed? Well, God had already long spoken that you are blessed. You know, that Abraham's blessings will come upon you. So, yeah, when I got saved and I started serving God, and you know my testimony that you know, I wanted to have a career, you know, but God did not permit me along those lines. And when I came to serve the Lord, I'm telling you that I can't waste. I know what I've sacrificed. I know what I wanted to do. I can't come in in the kingdom of God and waste. That's why I embraced every word that I received. You know, when they preach about you must live a holy life, I say I will because I don't want to waste this, uh, that the sacrifice that I've made for God. When I say you need to give, I would go, I would do that. When I say you need to tithe, I would do that. And, you know, uh, and I thank God that God spoke to me uh, right after I got born again. And I was, I say, I was battling with this thing. And, and, you know, I was saying, God, did you save me that I would suffer? You know, so on. And God said to me, total surrender is total success. The more you let go, 
is the more you will see God working in your life. Yeah. And I threw myself full, glory, hands, feet, everything, eh, fully unto the Lord that God, I will believe you. God, I will trust you. You know, God, I will do what you say I need to do. When God said that, you go to Polokwane, and say, I don't know anybody there, but because it is the Lord who says this, I will do it. Yeah. And God says that we need to do this, and I would obey God. You see, the key is in obedience. Faith is never faith until you obey what God says. And so, we obeyed the Lord, you know, went full force for the Lord. And I'm telling that the Lord just manifested His grace, you know, that we saw, you know, the blessing of the Lord because the Lord is faithful. Amen. Genesis 13, verse 1. So Abraham went up from Egypt, and his wife, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lord with him into the Negev. Now Abraham was, how was he? Very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. I mean, the man was loaded. Now, had he stayed in Haran, do you think that he would have been this? No. Look here, we don't save riches, money, and every, uh, those things. We don't save those things. But, you know, when you obey God, those are the byproduct. Kitty side effect, that is a blessing. And you take a medication where you say, you know, uh, this has this side effect. So, the gold, the silver, you know, and, and, you know, the livestock and all of that, get a side effect. They follow. Do you take medication for the side effects? No. But the side effects, you know, yeah, they know it. So, we don't, we don't serve God for the side effects. That's why when God says, I want you to take this and give it away, because it's a side effect. It's not a problem. Are you with me? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, the blessing, it's what we need to be pursuing in our lives. And so Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver. the blessing will add livestock, will add silver, will add gold among many other things. Maybe you might be looking at yourself and say, but God I don't look like you know near what uh, Abraham is talking about. Well uh, just obey God. Follow the Lord. Pursue the blessing. Yeah. And this will just come upon your life. You will not die poor. Amen. Somebody said that I've been poor and I've been rich. Rich is better. 
And so, he was very rich. Verse 3, and he journeyed on from the Negev as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai, to a place where he had made an altar at the first. And there Abraham called upon the name of the Lord. He continued to seek God. He continued to pursue God. And pursuing God was pursuing the blessing. Call on the name of the Lord. And the Lord who went with Abraham also had flocks and heads and tents. You see, God says that I will bless those who bless you. So as Lord was with, with Abraham, I mean the blessing, the anointing was just there. In the vicinity of the blessing, it just rubbed off on him. Lord was not blessed because he was Lord. He was blessed because he was near Abraham. And so, at times, yeah, unfortunately, we'll see here that he grew a big head. You know, he thought that he would make it without Abraham. And it, it's a bad. That's, if had Lord had not done, we wouldn't be having more abides, we wouldn't be having these challenges. And so, uh, you see, when you're blessed, people around you will be blessed. When there is a dead case, I told her, ah, you know, regardless uh, decide, you know, so and so, meaning your house of fields. Because they know that you're loaded. <laughs> or you don't want to, you know, to be in that situation. And no, I know, you know, Larga uh, decided, but if I had it then, so the best thing is, let's just wait. Yeah, I feel. And I feel that. Okay, I did this, I did this, I did this, and so forth. Then everybody is happy. So, when you are blessed, don't just limit it to or when you are blessed. You must open up your hand. You know, be a blessing to other people. And so, he was blessed and Lord was with him. He had also, doesn't, the Bible doesn't say he was very rich, but he had flocks, he had, uh, he had head, he had tents. So that the land could not support both of them dwelling together. For their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the headsmen of Abraham, livestock, and the, heads, uh, the headsmen of Lord's livestock. It was not only one headman. It was headsmen, plural. Because it was a lot of livestock. At that time, the Canaanites and the Perizzites were dwelling in the land. Then Abraham said to Lord, there, there be no strife between you and me, between your headsmen and my headsmen, for we are kinsmen, we are family. It's not the whole land before you. Now, Abraham doesn't say, is it not the whole land before us? He says, is, is it not the whole land before you? Separate yourself from me. 
If you take to the hand, to the left hand, then I will go to the right. If you take to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lord lifted up his eyes and saw that the Jordan Valley was well watered everywhere, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, in the direction of Zohar. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lord chose for himself all the Jordan Valley, eh? the plush area. And Lord journeyed east. Thus they separated from each other. And so what happened? <coughs> God continued to bless Abraham. Now, Abraham was in, I mean, Lord was in a bad state. You see, he, the blessing was not there. And so the next thing, he was attacked. They captured him. So Abraham did not say, oh, I can't go choose it and we go. See to yourself that, you know, how you, how you get out of this. No, he, he still gathered his seven. Here in chapter 14. And they went after the king, you know, who had captured all the, uh, uh, the people, you know, uh, you know, they went after them. In verse 12. They also, you know, now verse 11. So the enemy took all the possessions of Sodom and Gomorrah, that's where Lord was, and all their pos uh, provision, and went their way. They also took Lord, the son of Abraham's brother, who was dwelling in Sodom, and his possession, and went their way. Then one who had escaped came and told Abraham the Hebrew, who was living by the oaks of Mamre, the Amorite, the Amorite brother of Eskol and of, Ash, of Anna. These were al allies of Abraham. When Abraham heard that his kinsmen had been taken captive, he, he led forth his trained men born in his house. 318 of them and went in pursuit as far as Dan. They went north to uh, northeast to go and capture these people. And he divided his forces against them by night. And he and his servants and defeated them and pursued them to Hoba, north of Damascus. Then he brought back all their possessions, possessions and also brought back his kinsmen, Lord, with his possessions and the women and the people. And after his return from the defeat of Chadaluama and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Shaveh, that is the king's valley. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham by God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. And the king of Sodom said to Abraham, give me the peasants, but take the goods for yourself. But Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand to the Lord and God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, that I would not take a bread or single sandal strap or anything that is yours lest you should say I have made Abraham rich 
I will take nothing but what the young men have eaten and the share of the men who went with me. Let Anna, Eskol, and Mama take their share. He says, I don't need, you know, your blessing. I am fine. Because he was caring, he was caring a blessing. And it is that blessing that made him rich. So church, we need to avoid and get rid of the mentality, of the poor mentality, poverty mentality. You know, we need to step in into the blessing that the blessing of the Lord wants, you know, makes us rich and he adds no sorrow to the blessing. The blessing of the Lord makes us rich and he adds no sorrow to the riches, the blessings that he has added unto our lives. So we need to embrace that and to believe that. That God, it's your desire that I would do well. It's your desire that I would prosper. It's your desire that, that uh, I will get out of my poverty hole and be in a place whereby I will experience your blessing. And you know, uh, God might not rain possessions upon you, but God will definitely give you wisdom. Wisdom that will bring resources to you. A lot of things that God has blessed us with, it is not really material things that God brought it. It's talking about real, you know, uh, stuff. Yeah. It's not about that, but it's the wisdom on how to go about. And that is one area that I see about the blessing, that God will just inspire your mind. I would wake up in the morning and God would give me an inspiration on a particular thing, do this, you know, and I will do that. And later on, we'll look back and say, that was God-inspired idea. Look at what it has produced. Pastor Louisa knows that if something is bothering me in my spirit, I act on it immediately. Yeah. And it is those things yeah, that at times maybe she's not sure. Are you sure that we are to do this? Yeah. But when I have, you know, that confirmation in my spirit that we are to do this, you know, uh, we'll go ahead. And she has learned so much that we need, you know, that when I sense, you know, that we need to do ABC, you know, that, that, you know, it is the Lord that we need, she has, you know, she, she always, uh, you know, release me that, you know, fine, let's go ahead. And then a lot of times it has produced, you know, blessings upon our lives. And so, when the blessing it's upon your life, your mind will be inspired. You'll wake up with great inspiration. God will say, go and talk to so-and-so. Not that he should give you finances, but that person will say something that will ping and say, this is what I need to do. And he'll give you wisdom. Wisdom is a principal thing. 
in all you're getting get wisdom you know in his right hand there are riches eh? there are what riches and honor yes riches and honor and so when you disregard wisdom you're disregarding riches and honor and so many a times you know when the blessing is working the blessing will give you wisdom wisdom in how to handle things yesterday i was talking about you know having a plan you know, having a great plan uh, that I, I looked at myself i had some you know milestones that at this age i need to be doing this at that age i need to be doing this and at that age you know this must be done wisdom you wake in towards the plan and today i look back and say god you have been you have been faithful and so we need to pursue the blessing of the lord you might be saying but pastor i am 70 years old there's no hope for me. abraham was 75 there was no hope for abraham but he obeyed at the age of 75 and god worked wonders so age you know should never matter should be that i will i will bless the lord you know god says that uh, he will he will restore what the enemy has eaten what the canker worm has eaten what the enemy has eaten he will restore so he's a faithful god who does that so we need to pursue the blessing of the lord in our lives be inspired you know to be to walk in the blessing when i am in the vicinity of you know other servants of god yeah let's say i'm in the vicinity of of apostle theo you know i i just see the blessing yeah. and 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 you know and i glean on the wisdom yeah. share or share this you know talked about this so they said they talked about this you can do this you glean wisdom without you having to you know say a lot you glean a lot of wisdom yeah. and it is that wisdom that will take you further so it's a blessing waking don't don't seek the hand seek the heart what what makes this thing to work that's what you need to be seeking for not you know if you meet let's say a wealthy person don't seek the materials that he might be able to give you rather seek the wisdom how did he get into that because the material you will get it but it will get finished and then after that you are stuck square one yeah but when you 
no, this is what brought this thing into this person's life. You know, that, that thing will always, you will always have. Are you gaining something? You see, we're having the Bible, eh? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You know, a lot of things that we are learning from the Gospels are things that Jesus spoke in private. It's not what he said in the public, but it's what he shared with few people. He would say, give you an example, Mark 4, you know, and say that so was so a seed. Some seed fell on this ground and so on. He was speaking to the to the crowd, right? And then after that, you know, the crowd did not know. I mean, it just went over their head, including his disciples, until they were in a private space now. And they were discussing. And they asked, you know, so what do you mean? He says, oh, you two don't understand this. This is the basic uh, parable. How will you understand others? And he begins to share some things that are so helpful even to us today. He begins to tell them, no, the seed is the wind. You know, and this is what happened. He explained them. This is, he was like saying, this is how it works. People out there know uh, that this is what works. But to you, I'm telling you, this is how it works. Not what works, but how that works. And it's a blessing to us. And so, you know, to, to glean wisdom, it's, it's critical. It will take you from one level to the other. Glean wisdom. And so the blessing, God, when the blessing is working, the blessing will give you wisdom. Give you wisdom. I'm getting testimonies. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, uh, what, what am I not saying? I'm not saying anything that you might be thinking. But, you know, what I'm saying is that you know, I get uh, people always saying that, hey, you know, uh, this short left Zahau, when you preach a very short left, says they are building us up. I've got testimony. Some people are saying, you know, I heard Apostle Ari, and I did exactly what he did, and this is what he produced testimonies all the time. Even yesterday, you know, people were talking to me and saying, you know, Pastor, these short lives, they are powerful. But when I have 30 minutes, I don't have time for short lives. So I can cut it dry, 30 minutes in, out, just like dry clean, you know, in and then 30 minutes out, yeah, and then uh, you are there. But when, when, when they are short lives, go receive a starter, serve a soup, serve 
main course, serve a dessert, serve a what? Serve a tea. You know, they serve a kamoka. And how to go your food. So, uh, let's seek the blessing in our lives. Seek the blessing in our lives, and the blessing will work. Now, one thing I, I can just maybe give a testimony of, you know, uh, I mean, Apostle Theo shared this. It was, you know, that's about what three, four of us in a prayer meeting, you know, asked us to go and pray with him. So we prayed, and he shared this. He said that. Just experiencing, you just get lost in God. He says that's where miracles are born. That's many years back. That's where miracles are born. That is where breakthroughs, you know, happen. When you're out there, you're out there, you know already you have birthed the miracles, you know, in in your prayer time. And so I learned the issue of flowing in the private, you know, at time, you know, flowing in there, uh, and, you know, uh, having the praise and worship, that will get you into heaven. I don't know what, how to explain that, but that will get you into heaven, and you get lost in the presence of the Lord. You come out of there, you come with a clear vision, you come out with a clear direction, you come out, you know, the anointing is flowing. When you stand or you face your day to go and do, you know, having spent time in the presence of the Lord, there is no way that God would not work. God will minister supernaturally. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, we thank God for the blessing. Can we say this together? Father God, I thank you for the blessing in my life. I am blessed. And I pursue the blessing. In Jesus' name.